everybody loves Fortnite. The building component in Fortnite, oh my it's god. It's so hard. <laughs> and you got these sluts that are building like mansions. Stop looking. You found us. You're part of the revolution. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or whenever you're catching this podcast. I'm Chris Darnell. And I'm Everett King. And welcome to episode 43 of Welcome to the Revolution. And man, if you're sick and tired of hearing esports, don't listen. Wait, I take that back. Stay. <laughs> no, listen. Stay. Listen. But... You need to listen to this because you're not going to get sick and tired of esports. Because the second week in a row that we've talked about it, and we can't get enough. I mean, at least I can't get enough of it. No, we can't get enough of it. And, you know, it is so awesome that we have went ahead and brought a couple of states. Uh, along with us for this uh, conversation not yeah. just states but colleges at major other major universities yeah. yes. major universities uh no but we have the university of michigan on the show with us we have the university or sorry northern kentucky university is on the show i always try to get things mixed up and try to say university before i should but then we also have texas tech university on the show like i said three major universities are joining us today to talk about esports and inclusion in esports definitely and then we had poor old aj trying to rep for osu so you know <laughs> yeah but he's here as sotx staff so you know <laughs> we don't count the university that he's affiliated with um but no it's a discussion about esports and, and we get into the inclusion of esports and what the esports community has become and how the pandemic and COVID-19 has helped it become bigger and even more in the spotlight than it was. Definitely. And as I was uh, going to say to you earlier, this episode actually was really educational. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, number one, as you said, you know, it, it showed us how, you know, the pandemic has helped a lot of the esports um, evolve into what it is right now. But also, um, it, it was educational for those um, guardians, family members, and and people to that nature to know that their individuals, their athletes, their students can go ahead and do uh, esports, and they they will be monitored. You know, because there's a lot of fear factor out there for some of the parents. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think we you know, it's explained very well, uh, you know, the precautions that are taken and and what the esports community does, you know, not only in the university setting, but, you know, in the real world. Um, and we and we talk about that when we go in depth with that. So, you know, sit back, um, enjoy. I got names right on this episode. Uh, I got a boost of confidence that let me pronounce people's names right for uh, the first time in a very long time. If you've listened to this uh podcast for a while sometimes i slip up but i got it right this time so sit back enjoy so for one of our statewide funders that we have going on right now um, we have a statewide partner that would like to send a message to our sotx family real quick and that is from pdc energy and they have recently just celebrated 50 years of business and they would like everybody to know that over the years they have been working to provide the oil and the natural gas that powers our lives and their commitment to the communities where they live and work has only gotten stronger over the years so our friends at pdc energy want everybody to know that community matters and we just want to thank them for partnering with us over this year for again sign up sotx and any other way that they help sponsor us 
Well, good morning, everybody, and thank you for joining us for this episode of Welcome to the Revolution. Thanks for taking some time out of your day to join us. Today's episode, um, Everett, you may agree with me, but I have to say this is an exciting one because if you listen to the show, we talk about esports a lot. Um, we're always talking about what we're doing here in the state of Texas and things that we would love to see. And this episode, it's kind of, you know, you sometimes you, may, you get like a double hitter on this one. We're talking about esports, and then we have a lot of universities on with us at the exact same time. Um, we have representative, representatives from the University of Michigan, Northern Kentucky University, and Texas Tech. You can't get better than that than having three major universities on one show. Um, so having said that, we are joined by Sibby from the University of Michigan, Tori from the Northern Kentucky University, and Hannah from Texas Tech. Um, we're also joined by AJ Batiste today, and we're just going to sit down and have a conversation about esports. So welcome to the show. How's everybody doing? So good. Glad to be here. Great, great. Happy to be here and excited to chat some esports today. Definitely doing good. Excited to be here and ready to learn. Awesome. So let's get rolling. We'll start with AJ and we'll kind of go into. So if you're listening to the show, uh, AJ was on last week. We were talking about our four, Fortnite competition that we had and and some other stuff with esports. But uh, AJ, kind of go into um, you know where we are with esports right now with Special Olympics Texas and uh, kind of where we want to head in the next few months or so. Yeah, thanks for having me on again this week. I know I... Uh probably roasted Everett a little too much last week, so I'm surprised I got another invite. But, um. We're all for it. We're all for it. We, we, lo- we love it. Everett um, loves it. He secretly loves it. Yeah, deep down we know that's what that, that's what's going on there. But no, we uh, we actually, like, like Chris said, we had our first Fortnite tournament last week as we finally got custom codes to be able to have our own lobby, um, and it was a unified tournament. Um, so we had one athlete and one partner playing together. Um, across the board, we ended up with about 25 duos, roughly, give or take a couple here and there in different games, um, which was pretty fun. Um, it's really funny to see, like, you know, when you partner with an athlete, um, the trash talk that they give to you when you don't do your job. <laughs> in the game. Um, it's pretty funny. Um, you know, we've we've done unified events with Rocket League as well um, in the past, and that's something that, you know, obviously we'll talk about a little bit more on this call with the NURSA initiative. Um but again, you know, our, our main focus is obviously to um, take care of our athletes here in Texas, especially in this virtual space right now. Um, and what better way than to play video games with them? Um, and, you know, and I, I speak for Chris and, and Everett sometimes when he wants to play with us, but um, we like to do research, um, you know, and, and play the game ourselves to make sure we know what's going on um, as we're doing things. So um, like I said, we've done um rocket league Fortnite, um and then in our traditional type of setting we've done um madden and fifa thus far so we've done quite a bit um but obviously looking to grow more um and with this nursa initiative um that's a huge one for us and so i'm happy to have um some some colleagues on from these universities to kind of you know give your your perspective on things and kind of how we can work with some of our universities here especially texas tech um and some of these other groups that we work with down here so i'm excited to, to move forward that way yeah, definitely. We're, we're super excited to see what the future holds for Special Olympics Texas and the esports world. And and this question kind of goes out for anybody on the call. You know, some people may not know what esports are. Some people may think it's just sitting in front of a TV with an Xbox or a PlayStation on, but a lot more goes into it. So really anybody on this call who, who wants to answer, what is you know the true definition of esports? How do you even uncover all of it? You know, it's <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. When, you, when people ask this question, I 
I try to challenge them to think about traditional sports in the world that we live in today. And it's pretty much the same thing. Like you have your athletes, you have your games, rules competition, but you also have broadcasting. You have people that are an analyst of the players and all of the components that make up a traditional sports just ecosystem is pretty much a copy paste into esports. Um, I think there are a lot of uh, incredible things that esports is able to provide, you know, being able to play with anybody really around the world and um, barriers are, aren't there that they are with traditional sports, especially now in COVID. Um, I play Fortnite with people from Switzerland like once a week. <laughs> and so that's a really cool piece of esports. So I think when we try to define it, it's, you know, competitive gaming, it can be competitive gaming, but it could also be your, you know, simulator games where you're building cities or airplanes. And it just really encompasses a lot of hobbies that happen to be on a gaming system or a computer um, that you can share with people around the world. Sibby, I think that's a great way to put it. Um, you know, and one thing I forgot to mention too, is we, we actually do phone games as another kind of like esports initiative. You know, people don't even think about that when you think about esports, but there's so many different things you can do um, in the world of esports. And I, you know, like I said, I, I commend anybody that can put something like that together. And if you can truly define esports, please let me know because it's just, it's ever growing and ever, ever, you know, expanding. Absolutely. And to, to AJ's point, like, there's no real way to define esports. It's the most, like, diverse and unique sport i think that we have in the world being that anybody can participate you can do anything it's not it's not for your traditional person and i think as we talk about inclusion later it is the most inclusive sport i think we'll ever see in our time right now yeah and i was like and we even see that so talking about you know inclusion we even see that at the level of um just the state of texas aj and you can you know ever y'all can y'all can you know say to this too but the discord that we have open for our competitions that thing is going crazy all the time with our athletes and our partners, not even playing with competitions. It's going off all the time for them just meeting up and playing. Yeah, definitely. We um, this weekend, uh, Chris and myself and a couple of the staff members, we we got on Discord to to have some fun, uh, play some games, what have you. And even then, I think it was around 9 p.m., Chris was like, wow, we have X amount of uh people on here just getting together and playing. And, you know, I think we we noticed that uh, after the first Rocket League tournament, um, they would reach out to one another. Uh, my son, as well as myself, um, we when we've partnered up, uh, let's say our first event that we partnered up with uh, our first athlete, they still, you know, will text or send messages wanting to get on and, and play and have some fun. So this is a way definitely for for us to continue uh, competition, um, communicating with other folks and things of that nature. Um, then, you know, I was just being quiet because I was uh, roasting my own coffee when you were talking about roasting me, AJ. Uh, last week, you know, I love it. It just shows me that you love me and that you think about me and, you uh, know, true love. <laughs> true love. There you go. Oh, but, you right. know, I'm, whatever floats your boat, Everett. <laughs> you know, and, you know, um, I'm very excited about this because this episode, I believe, um, you know, as some of you all know, um, I know 
the ones that just joined us. I do, uh, I, I coach track at a high school and a lot of our athletes as well as our teachers do not realize how big uh, esports is. They didn't even know that, you know, schools nowadays give scholarships or partial scholarships uh, for gamers. So, you know, I remember when I was growing up and do not give an old joke, AJ. Um, <laughs> so like in the 40s? Yeah, I wish I was that old. But anyway, if I was that old and sound this good, man, watch out now. Gonna break out the MVP on you again. But anyway, uh, <laughs> when we were growing up, you know, my mom would always tell me, get off those video games, get outside. Now, I'm not saying that you can't be outside, um, but, you know, back then it was those video games aren't going to to take you anywhere. You know, you have to survive in the real world. And guess what? Esports is the real world now. There are people out there making millions of dollars, you know, being great gamers. So, you know, this is another avenue, not just for, um, you know, our athletes, but for everyone. And speaking about gamers, um, you know, for for our guest, uh, AJ, um, and you can explain it more. I think it was our first competition we had that got one of our athletes uh, noticed by uh, Matt. And is that correct? Actually, no, it was. Um, so we have um, it wasn't even one of anything. I can't take credit for it, unfortunately. Um, so we have an athlete up here actually in the Dallas area named Omar um, that has been trying to get us to do esports for years now. And um, in the past, we've, you know, not felt like we've had the resources like many people um, or, you know, even the time to even invest into esports. And obviously with the pandemic, you know, we were given the opportunity to kind of explore that space a little bit more. But in that, um, we found that our athlete Omar, um, it, it's really funny. He calls me all the time. He's, he's, he's a funny dude. But he um, he got drafted into um, a 2K league here in Dallas. Um without us. I mean, we didn't have anything to do with it. We've never even, we've never even hosted a 2k tournament. So, um, and he's very good at Madden too. He is one of our ultimate trash talkers. I will say that, um, his, his gamer tag is happy trails. You bum. So, <laughs> <laughs> that kind of helped in that. Um, but yeah, no, so, um, you know, to me, um, and to Everett's point a little bit with, um, some of the communication that's been going on in our discord, um, you know, my biggest goal when it comes to our esports has always been to connect people, right? And, you know, there's so many ways to connect people in the esports world. We met with a group down here in DeSoto, which is south of Dallas. Um, they are basically like a G League for esports. So he's got, you know, he's got several people that are in production, several people that are in marketing, several people that are in um, just digital and, and all those different areas that go into esports that we wouldn't even think about. Um, but they all, basically train there and then go on to jobs at companies um, that are, that are more well-known um, that will have more resources for them. So um, we want those same opportunities for our athletes in, in playing the game, but also if they're interested in kind of being on the behind the scenes part of it as well. Yeah. A ton of opportunities and that, and that's one to, to speak for Omar getting a ton of opportunities in the esports world. So, so when we talk about inclusion, you know, Tori, what kind of strives have been made in the esports world? You know, we say that it's, it's the most inclusive world that's out there right now, but what kind of strides have been made to make it that way? I think um, 
when we look at esports as a whole, especially from a collegiate recreation perspective, I think COVID made it what it is today because we've had to go from traditional in-person sports being able to continue to engage our students online immediately. And so I know schools like Michigan and Wisconsin and others have been doing this for a really long time as far as esports, but um, I think COVID made it prevalent in that you know, you can play from home, you can play from school, your dorm room, wherever, and it like knows no bound at that point. Um, so I think that that's probably the biggest factor in how esports has just become the most inclusive thing right now. Definitely. And Hannah out there at Texas Tech, you know, being part of the, the unified aspect out there, you know, what kind of strides has, has the university out there made to, to bring esports into the world of, of inclusion out there? So we've been really working on adding inclusion, especially now with COVID. And uh, we already had an esports club and we kind of took what they've been doing and made it our own with Unified. And we're about to put that into uh, action this spring later on. Uh, we're working on adding a Madden and games like that. We're excited to see how it goes and um, everything like that. Yeah, and so so AJ, you brought up kind of the the nurse initiative um, for esports. Uh, I mean, I mean, all of y'all can kind of go into what does that mean? What is that going to look like? Um, and how and how can our universities, not just in the state of Texas, but everywhere, kind of get involved in that? Yeah, um, no problem. Yeah, so um, I sit on our our national esports committee with with Sona, um, and so one of the big uh, initiatives has been obviously our high schools with UCS, but also through NURSA with our colleges. Um, and what they've found is that Rocket League is probably the best game for um, all of this to kind of jump off the off the chart because one, you don't necessarily need a private lobby um, to, to play. You just need to be able to play against the people in your league. Um, it's a free game. Um, that's another big thing. Um, and then it also is cross-platform, which means to those of you that don't know when you're listening to this, um, which means it can be played on any platform with any other platform. So if I have a PlayStation and I wanted to play with Sibby, I could play, um, and she had an Xbox, we could play together. Um, if, if Tori had a PC, we could play together still as well. So um, the idea of being able to include everybody in every gaming system. Um, my, my partner for Fortnite actually had a Nintendo Switch. So, um, you know, being able to include all of those gaming systems is, is very key. So with the initiative, what they're doing is a three-on-three -three, um, kind of league um, where it'll be a weekly league where they'll play on a weeknight. They'll play five games. Um, or best of five, I suppose. Um, and then, you know, obviously get scored from there and then it'll culminate in a tournament at the end, um, which will be really, really fun. Um, that tournament is in April. Um, and, and so um, as they start to pull out more details and, and more interest forms, we'll obviously send that information to everybody. But um, again, the initiative is to create unified space for our athletes and partners to participate um, with people more than just in their state. Uh, so it is a three-on-three -three tournament. It can be two partners, one athlete, two athletes, one partner. Um, it really doesn't matter necessarily in that regard, but it should be a lot of fun as well. You know, we, we keep saying how this has uh, grown. Um, I've been on a couple of different uh, committees or meetings that um, with the eSports, I would like to say that, you know, it's we're very competitive. So each state is trying to see exactly you know, who has the better uh, esports or also learn how can we make ours better? So, uh, this NURSA, um, now when they started doing NURSA, for those who don't know, uh, AJ, what does NURSA stand for? Ooh, 
Okay, hold on. I, I have it because I always mess up the S and the A. Oh, we got you. Uh, Tori, if she was unmuted, she would be telling you right now. It's, <laughs> <laughs> we're like National decades Inter into this pandemic. Yes. Sports Association. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But it technically, technically doesn't stand for that anymore. So on right. a technical basis. But the uh -huh. OG NERSA is what AJ just said. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. At least it's something. So what does it stand for now? Just NERSA. Oh, all right. Okay. So, all right. Cool. Nice. So, you know, and and is this the first, I mean, because for us in Special Olympics Texas, this will be the first time that we've did any esports, but is this the first time that esports has been involved with uh, NERSA? Yeah, I I sit on a couple of committees and boards within NERSA about esports specifically, and I think where it came from was what Tori said, like the pandemic. A lot of it, we were already doing it anyway, but the pandemic really shifted what we have to do. How do we engage students? This is something that's safe. You can do from a distance. We have to do this. So NERSA, I think, did a great job of, we, we knew about esports before the pandemic, but really capitalizing on this opportunity to, one, get involved, get our feet wet. But I think the second piece and probably the most important piece is NERSA is moving in a direction to, to like, provide service within esports and to make this an experience for our students, for really everybody to be involved and really creating some standardization, I think is also a really important piece of this too, because when you talk to professionals across the country, they say, we don't really know what esports is or how it operates. How do you run a league? How do you run a tournament? And so NERSA is taking this opportunity to provide standardization, to give resources to administrators across the country or across the world that just don't know where to start because esports has been around for a very long time. It just hasn't been mm -hmm. supported in a way right. that it is now. So those are some things that I think are really exciting to think about is like, finally, somebody's going to tell us what, what is going on and how we should be doing it. And to, to rein in the value of esports and making sure that it's not uh, getting out of hand or any of the negative things that we do see in esports, you know, growing, it's more of curving that and making it a really enjoyable experience for everybody involved. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, you know, for us, I know AJ and Chris and myself, we've um, sat down um, for about, I would say years, but it hasn't been years. We sat down probably um, the end of last December um, after we had a big staff, um, all staff meeting out in Austin. And we were talking about how we would love to get esports or video game competitions going. And, you know, with us, it was just literally and you know not trying to knock none of us but it was just us talking about it but with the pandemic we were able to and this was this is one of aj's big dreams and he was like look since we have this let's see how this will actually go is that kind of the same thing with nurse where you all thinking of how you all could get this involved and then the pandemic hit and then it was like okay now let's go ahead and run with this ball I would say absolutely. Um, 
you know, we have to run with the ball because we can't have in-person tournaments this year. I don't know about everyone else's campus, but we haven't been allowed to travel at all this year from a professional staff aspect, let alone supporting students saying, okay, well, I can't travel, but you can kind of thing. So I think it's a, it's a mix of meeting the students where they're at when where and where we are at given this pandemic but at the same time if you look at the incoming demographic and the type of students that are coming to campuses they're coming up playing video games kids are getting ipads early in life so i think it's forcing us to meet the students where they're at and provide opportunities to engage in a different way tori i i, I couldn't agree more and you know it's kind of funny it's you know with esports, it's been, you know, like, like Everett said, everywhere, I'm sure across the country and across the world, you know, I was always told, you, and, and she might hate me for this tomorrow, but my wife um, always tells me that I play too many video games and that they're not supposed to be, you know, that's, that's what they are. But now that she can see how, how impactful the world of esports can be, um, it's, it's really changed the minds of a lot of people. And I think that happened with um, not only NERSA, um, but just people across the entire world, um, seeing how how connected people really can be, um, you know, because everybody thinks that that's like a, you know, hold, hold up and be a shell of yourself kind of activity. But now it's it's something where it's really a social environment um, for people to interact and, and, and become friends and partners and all that kind of stuff as well. So, um, yeah, to your point, that's that's really the, the biggest aspect of it is is it's its growth has not necessarily been, um, you know, like in, a, in an expansive way. It's just finally coming to the light. Also, Sibby, your dog. Holy cow. I know. <laughs> I can't stop. I'm, I'm like distracted trying to talk. <laughs> oh, my goodness. She, she just really wants to be involved. And she can't really talk that much, you know. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she says hi. I just heard her. Hey. <laughs> You know, and I think, um, you know, with with the esports movement, and it's pretty much what it has become. It's a movement that is, it's taken on, and and it's moving fast. Whether it's you know in college, um, at home, or whatever, I know that um, working in the sped department when I was in uh, in the school district. Uh, a lot of our students, you know, they get the iPads, as you were saying, Tori, and they get on there and they and 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 they play around. And I remember four years ago, you know, the teachers were like, hey, uh, you need to do something. We need to get them on something that is going to be more educational. Now I've had a, a um, SPED director call and find out, you know, certain games that uh, some of the students can play because, you know, in, in our town hall meetings and in uh, newsletters that we send out, we're talking about esports and how that we can get our younger athletes involved. So, you know, there's they're seeing one one. Well, I can't say one of two things, but they're seeing a couple of things. They're seeing number one, um, this is something that can impact the athlete, uh, the students, and also it's something that is a helpful tool because you know, with, in the sped department, we do have some that you know, they could be some behavior problems, but, you know, as a reward, uh, you get to go play FIFA for 30 minutes if you go ahead and get your math done, you know, and that helps out, you know, their unified champion schools and things of that nature on finding uh, an athlete with their partner. So, you know, esports, like I said, once again, it's just taken off and, you know, I'm excited to see uh, exactly where this is going to go. 
And AJ, we have to go to the one out in Dallas because I do want that championship belt. I don't care if I have to stay up for like 48 hours, 160 hours to play whatever game so I can beat you and I can get a belt. The champ is here, baby. Okay. It's kind of funny you say Call that. Because I do recall um, what happened in this last tournament, and I don't think it was very good for you. Um, so, I was about, I was about to say, you've been playing – We've been we've been doing Fortnite for how long? And none of us have beaten I hear a lot of feet in the background. Uh, 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 yeah. Just so everybody else on this call is aware, um, both of these guys intentionally dropped far away from me for a reason. Yes. Oh, and I and I excelled at it. I never met him during the competition. No. Everett, on the other hand, was not so successful. I met him once. Met and what was once. funny is I didn't even I wasn't even the one that eliminated Everett. I let my I let my teammate handle it. I I, I was like, ah, that's I was like, that's light work. You can handle that one for me. I'm good. And and it was. It was light work. It really was. <laughs> one day. One day. One day. So, so one of the so one of the cool things having um, y'all on uh, this episode is I really kind of want y'all to talk about what y'all have done implementing esports into the university y'all work at. So, what kind of cool things have y'all been able to do? So, I've been at NKU for just over a year, um, and so my entire experience has basically been a pandemic and working in a pandemic, which is definitely unique. But uh, something that I've been a part of is we started the first ever varsity esports team. So they're under NACE. We did start with Rocket League. Um, and so I've been part of that initiative. Our current esports club has about 600 students inside of the club on their Discord server. So I manage them. But it's been really cool to put it together. And hopefully, um, working with the Dean of the Honors College, we're going to be expanding this into actual academic majors on campus um, and from journalism to um different streaming things, graphic design kind of things, but a lot of esports related focus academic programs we're moving into, but um, that's what we're doing over here. And it's, it's really blowing up to in the Northern Kentucky area. Wow. That's, that's awesome. Managing a discord of 600 plus. I have a hard time, you know, working with a group of about four managing one with just a hundred people on it. Oh, so. <laughs> the days are, the days are interesting. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So what are you, yeah. What's going on at the university of Michigan? Yeah, um, at UM, we have officially sponsored our esports program as of like a year ago. So similar to Tori in that timeline. Um, we found that there was a population of students, thousands of students on campus that were involved with esports in some way. And so uh, they needed uh, they needed support from an academic or from any type of uh, division on campus. And we were prepared to provide that support. So similar to a lot of what Tori said uh, is what we're doing too and um, giving them to the ability to have sponsorships and to accept donations and to be the University of Michigan where, you know, a year ago they were just at the University of Michigan and had a different name entirely. So we've, we've done a lot of um, sponsorship and support in that way. And I think what is unique about the experience that they're receiving now is one, they were doing, they were playing the games, they were competing, they were doing all of this before us. They didn't need us to do that. What we're providing now is, okay, you are in charge of this massive organization. How, what are you learning from this experience? What skills are you learning here right now that you're gonna take with you no matter what career you go in, even if it's not esports? 
So the, the one thing that I enjoy the most about my position is creating that experience and having them be able to articulate the experience that they are having as leaders, as participants, and seeing the value of the esports program at the University of Michigan. At Texas Tech's ours was pretty similar to what y'all have been doing. Uh, we started back in March once everything hit, and we started an intramural program where uh, af- where uh, students could join and play in their brackets and everything. And then we've seen a significant growth in our esports sport club. And now it's just everything's just growing. Everything esports. You know, Tech esports is off the hook. They're awesome. <laughs> it's getting there. Yeah, it's huge. <laughs> yeah, so with with a lot of stuff that's happening, because uh, Hannah at Texas Tech, you know, Texas Tech is a huge partner out in the West region for us here at, at Special Olympics Texas, and you all do so many awesome things. Where do you see um, the eSports club um, and the unified aspect going in the future with Texas Tech? I could see where we make it a permanent thing in our program because it adds a lot of members that we may not have represented in the past. And I think it's important that we find a way to include anyone we can in our programs. And so I think a lot of our initiative this semester, because I graduate in May, uh, I think Brett and I are going to be working heavily to make it something permanent. Awesome. Can't wait to kind of see where that goes out there. And I mean, AJ, I bet you're as excited as me just to kind of see where that goes and hopefully that builds into the other universities. Yeah. Um, Hannah, we will be in touch. Um, definitely. <laughs> I would love to sit down and, and see how we can help you guys uh, make that a permanent thing on campus. Um, Cause we'd love to, we'd love to be a part of that and, and help out with that as best we can. Um, and additionally to that, you know, we have so many athletes that actually are from West Texas that participate. So um, we have several athletes that can be, um, you know, partners with, with your, with your students on campus um, throughout that area, which is nice. We would love any of y'all's help that we can get. We're learning every day what esports Perfect. can bring unified. So Perfect. Yeah, any help I, just, have. I just emailed Ashley to see if we can get connected. So we'll, we'll work on that for sure. Awesome. You know, I think that uh, this is one of those uh, opportunities that um, in the near future, you could be uh, watching ESPN2 and seeing some uh, SO colleges with unified teams over there playing some uh, some uh, e-sports, as well as, you know, just in general, um, having, you know, Michigan versus Ohio State. Uh, Northern Kentucky, I hate to say this, and, and uh, you know, but I bleed blue, uh, black and red, but, you know, Northern Kentucky getting stomped by uh, Louisville. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, but hold on, Everett, before you continue. We don't say um, that team from Columbus's name. Oh, right here. no, okay. we don't. Uh, Sorry. You can bleep that out, Chris. Just bleep yeah. It yeah, out. yeah, bleep that out. But, you know, hey, it's a big rivalry for football, so why couldn't it be for esports? You know, It's a big rivalry all the way across campus. Um, so, yeah, I can't imagine it wouldn't be there. Um, so, nah, all right. So, yeah, I mean, I really do think that this is something that, you know, in the near future. Mm. You know, uh, sorry, I have to stop you, ever. I don't know if that's going to happen, Ashley. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that can mm-hmm. – we can make that happen. So, Ashley, just sit in our chat here that uh, – if uh, AJ can say uh, Reckham on the podcast, then maybe they'll get connected out there. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'd love to hear that. <laughs> um, well, here's the thing. It's go pokes till I die. 
So we are bummed out. Um, so I die. Uh, you know, I'm not, uh, not going to do that. I know you guys copied all of our stuff and all that, but you know, I'm not going to do that. Um, I can't do it. So Ashley, I know, I, I've just, I know I've just been an observer on this call because um, uh -huh. I don't have a lot of esports experience. But going to Xerox U, I mean, I need you Ooh. to see. Oh. <laughs> And she's driving. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> Weird is, I don't know if you guys saw what happened in our games this year or not, but, you know, I just, you know, I don't think I can say it. I just, you know, part of me, part of me wants to, you know, help with your, you know, <laughs> mediocre teams or whatever it is that, that, that you guys have on that campus for, for sports, but I, I can't, um, you know, it, it's just, it's not my, it's not in my nature. I can't do it. <laughs> Man, before we get way too much to university uh, rivalries there and getting personal, um, what about um, if some? What if somebody? What if a parent or, or you know maybe an athlete or a unified partner? Maybe they were kind of hesitant to get in the esports world. What would you say to them to you know kind of ease it and be like you know it's just it's it's all around inclusive. Just come join us for some fun. You know, mm -hmm. I I would say that uh, we have to look past the fact that somebody's playing video games and all the other aspects and transferable things that are happening while participating, right? If we look at it like a traditional sport and the things that we learn through traditional sport, teamwork, communication, conflict, I feel like we're still experiencing those things via esports and via the way we connect and communicate there. Um, so looking at that aspect, like we're going to learn some skills. We're going to be challenged, um, especially when we lose, right? And get frustrated. So there's going to be things that challenge us to learn lifelong skills through sport. So Tori, you know, for some of our listeners, you had stated earlier that uh, you monitor over 600 uh, people on Discord. So for some of our listeners who do not know what Discord is, could you explain that? Discord, the Slack for gamers. Um, so basically, it's an online platform where people can join a community and communicate on different topics. So um, I might might be the best person explaining this, but the way I utilize it is we have different channels. So if I want to play, I could hop into a Rocket League channel or a League of Legends channel and connect with a person almost instantly. And we hop on voice chat and we can play and communicate while we uh, participate. Um, we see it utilizing a lot of other different ways. But um, as far as gamers, it's just a way for us to connect and communicate. Okay. Now, AJ, I know that you've done this on our Discord. But now, um, Tori, with, with you all, if you found someone as, you know, I guess like a, a hacker or someone that's not um, – I wouldn't even say that's not even a part of uh, Northern Kentucky, but if there was someone there that was not supposed to be there, are you all, uh, for, for family members, parents, uh, guardians, whatever, uh, that is afraid of someone, you know, interacting with their um, athlete um, that shouldn't be, uh, how do y'all have any measures uh, to go ahead and protect the athletes that are on that? Uh, absolutely. So, as far as that, um, it, it they have to be empowered to report it. So if an issue happens, um, a lot of times these games are recorded and people are recording what's happening through conversation. So students don't hesitate to submit a clip. Um, also, we have them heavily monitored from, I think, about at least 10 students from the esports club, if not more, are constantly on the server and monitoring what's going on and making sure that we're creating more inclusive spaces because it, it has been an issue in, in our experience here. So just ensuring that 
um, we're communicating and I'm making sure that the door is open for them. But I think we just have to be empowered to say something because um, we don't, we don't, we can't monitor it 24 seven. So if we have a bad experience, it just needs to be reported and handled through the appropriate channels. We, we only banned somebody for, for negative activity. They weren't, you know, there's a troll in every, everything you do, mm -hmm. you know, whether you're streaming or whether you're on discord or whatever it is, there's somebody that's always going to try to troll people just because they have nothing better to do, which is unfortunate. Um, and, you know, but you just handle it appropriately when you can. And again, you know, the idea is to create a positive and inclusive space for everybody because we all are trying to achieve the same goal. And, and that is to um, play esports and, and build a community through that. Um, I kind of I wanted to really get into the inclusion part of it before we, we split and, and end it today, um, because, you know, the name of this episode, the name of this you know podcast is Welcome to the Revolution Inclusion, because it is a revolution. And there are a lot of people that maybe don't understand why everybody needs to jump on board this train i kind of want to, i kind of want everybody to go into why they think and, and why they know that inclusion is the road ahead and there you know there's nothing else that that needs to stop it or can stop it because it's the way that we're heading so why do you think people need to join you know this revolution in, in a sense because it is a revolution i think it knows no bound i think simply put esports knows no bound it knows no ability it doesn't know gender, color, race, any of that. It's just, you come and you play and you do the best you can. You know, I, I keep thinking about myself as an, I was a college athlete and the things that I put my body through. And we don't talk about the stigma behind, you know, esports and the, the unhealthy habits. The things I put my body through as an athlete are probably just as bad as some of the um, unhealthy habits we think we have as gamers, right? So just putting it into perspective that if I'm gonna be an expert as a, in a craft, let let so and so be that expert and let them have their passion if it's a game then let it be a game and find other ways to build other healthy habits around their lifestyles but i just think that it brings people together it connects us and it knows no ability or bound um i would say that it's it's definitely something that's going to stay um inclusivity is just going to continue to grow as the years go on and I've witnessed it even through our own program um, in the past two years with our unified and everything uh, this, I mean, it's pretty much quadrupled in numbers since our first semester starting it with basketball. And I, we anticipate it to continue to grow through esports, and especially since we are reaching new members. And I definitely think it's something to hop on board because it's going to stay. Yeah. I, so when I think about when I first started playing video games was like back when my older brother was playing like Grand Theft Auto. Was that the best game for me to start playing? Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. <laughs> but, but that's when I was first introduced to it. And just being a little girl then, like we didn't play video games, right? Like girls don't play video games. And even now playing regularly, almost every day, every day and I mostly play Fortnite, there are a lot of great things about esports. I do think inclusion is a space that we need to continue to talk about because there are a lot of ways that it is inclusive, but there are a lot of ways that it's not, right? Like being able to financially purchase the devices to play on. Like you can play on your iPhone, but you're not gonna be as good as if you're playing on a PC. Um, and even further into that, just being a woman in the gaming space, AJ was talking about trolls. Yo, it is horrible <laughs> for women. Yeah. And any marginalized yeah. person. If you're if you're not able to afford the gaming systems, the top-notch stuff all the time, if you're just any 
speck, any speck of the minority, it's instantly harder. So for people that um, are, are being good about how you're displaying esports, I think it's also acknowledging some of the challenges that are there too. Um, so even going back a little bit further to if I were to tell somebody to get involved in this and why, you will find your community of people that support you that are just positive in your life and especially with gaming. It's just finding what that is and where that is. Um, and I think there's there's options on Discord to do that, which is really, really helpful um, to find the game that you want to play. Like, not everybody loves Fortnite. The building component in Fortnite, oh my it's god. It's so hard. <laughs> and you got these sluts that are building, like, mansions when you're just firing a great pistol at them. Yeah. So <laughs> Getting worked by eight-year-olds out there. Yeah, you, should, you should really ask Chris about his building. We, I don't want to... I don't we want to get into it. We struggle with duos sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I'll be, I'll be the anchor of the team. I'll be at the bottom <laughs> there. I'll, I'll hold it all. I'll hold it all together there. But all those, me all those memes about, yeah, like you said, you're shooting a pistol at him, and then a five star hotel is in front of you. And you're like, what do I do? I don't know what to do now. <laughs> it's kind of funny when my, when my son's playing and and someone is out building him. He gets mad. Oh, look at this try hard. I'm like, uh, well, you were trying and. See, I, I've been playing for six months, and I have mastered the ramp. Um, that's all I've mastered is the ramp. Honestly. So, you know. <laughs> so sometimes it's just finding your game. There's thousands of video games out there. You'll you'll find one that you'll like, and then you'll find a community that also likes it. And so, yeah. yeah I think expanding on Sibby's point real quick, it's that it, it is a place or something for everyone, and we definitely have to recognize the barriers that come with esports as it comes with anything to access and internet. A lot of people don't have internet um, in the world. And, you know, that's a fact. But I think once we do start breaking down these barriers, there is something for everybody. Wow. Yep. Yeah, you've done, you hit it right there, you know. And, and as you all seen that are on here, he gave you all his epic tag. But uh, it's funny. I like to go against the hard people and I die. Uh, I get eliminated uh, really quick. But I've always been the one that doesn't want all the good guys on his side because then I don't get any uh, eliminations. They get, you know, we'll sit there and I'm like, hey, I got 16. You got this. How many did you get, Everett? Um, I got a, a half of an assist, I think. Everett, Everett, you know, you, it's it's weird. It seems like you might like to be the center of attention. I don't know. Um no, no. I don't know if that's the case, but um, you know, you should definitely get some help on your team for sure. I will eventually. I gotta, I gotta learn the hard way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, guys, this, this is like I said, this is one of the funnest uh, conversations that I think we can have on a podcast or, or just in general, because I, I love the esports world. I love where it's going. I love how fast you know it's growing, and that this pandemic has helped it grow you know, trifold than what it was already growing. But these conversations are, are some of the best um, that I think we can have and send out to our, our community, especially here in Special Olympics, Texas, since, this, you know, our movement has gotten so big here in the past few months and uh, it's just going to keep growing. But I, I do want to, I appreciate you all coming on and talking to us and, uh, and giving us some of the inside of, you know, what we're doing at different universities across the country, what we're, you know, we're doing in the esports world. And, and again, just appreciate you all jumping on with us this morning. Um, join any of our tournaments. You're certainly welcome to join us 
um, whether that's Rocket League, Fortnite, any of those tournaments that we have um, in those regards, um, you're totally more or totally more than welcome to join us um, at any time. And quick nurse plug, um, the tournament is open to any collegiate students, and we're definitely encouraging Special Olympics and um, athletes and partners to participate in this. But we'll have a 3v3 format, a 1v1 format. Um, registration opened March 4th, and check us out on nurse.org slash esports. That's awesome. Now, for those of you all who wanted to know what 2v2 means, it means two people versus two people um, because – we're playing a game, and I promise you I've been playing for a little bit, and Chris and AJ and my son are going, hey, I think it's 2v2, 1, 2, 3. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Before we let them go, though, Chris, I have a question for Tori. Now, this is another plug. Uh, this is not an eSports plug, but this is a Polar Plunge plug. I just got a call last night, Tori, and I was told – that there in Kentucky, you all have a Polar Plunge commercial. Have you seen that one yet? I have not. A Polar Plunge or Lunge? Polar Plunge. It uh, is one of the Special Olympics LETR fundraisers. And I was just like, oh, no, nah, wait a minute. I, you know, I'm from Kentucky. I love that they're doing it, but I cannot be outdone by Kentucky. <laughs> have, you, have you ever done a Polar Plunge Yes. 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 Not a true AJ, one, though. AJ just did it like a day ago. <laughs> I did. I did one in Minneapolis on New Year's Day a couple years ago, and jumped okay. in a frozen lake, and never again. Yeah, that is a true I'd, polar plunge. That is a thing. Personally, oh, yeah. after it was seventy degrees, and I usually take hot showers, um, it was it was not fun. My legs were like borderline numb as I tried to get out of the pool. So it was fun. It was fun to jump, but it was not fun trying to get out. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. All right. So ever I'm looking online right now and I see that people need to um, raise some money. So while I will not do another polar plunge again, ever, I will donate to somebody's cause. So if you can find me somebody's cause, I'd love to donate. Definitely. All right. So um, I don't know anyone there in Kentucky, but <laughs> Ashley's going to send you. No, I was about to <laughs> send you my link. It is, the Royal Court? No, but uh, <laughs> we'll send you a link so that you can go ahead. Quit shaking your head there. But <laughs> we'll go ahead and send you a link so that you can go ahead and donate. But, yeah, see, that's my thing. I want – I was just telling – was it you, Chris, that I want to go ahead and do a real one, go to either Chicago or Alaska and jump Alaska. in and do a real polar plunge. I will probably regret it. More power, more power to you on that you one. You got it. Go ahead, Albert. <laughs> I saw you, bro. Yeah, that's you, man. I'm okay <laughs> with jumping in a, a pool in the state of Texas to do mine. <laughs> oh, man. Well, again, we appreciate y'all jumping onto us. Y'all enjoy the, the rest of y'all's day. And uh, hopefully we'll link up for uh, some uh, Fortnite or whatever here in the near future. Definitely. Absolutely. Well, either I'll have more friends to play Fortnite with or – They'll see how bad I am and be like, okay, well, that's the last time. <laughs> you know, I think it was you. I almost threw out a, a phrase, but I didn't want AJ or you or anybody, you know, doing another old joke. But, uh -huh. you know, they're not going to – I don't think they will judge. I think they'll be there and they'll have some fun. But, you know, practice? Practice? <laughs> We're talking about practice? practice? 
You know, I mean, I just go out there and I do. If I die, if I get eliminated, I get eliminated. But practice? Come on, man. You're talking about practice. <laughs> That's not that old. That's a classic. Is what that, is. that is a classic. Almost as good as playoffs. Playoffs? Yeah. You're talking about playoffs? Um, no, but hey, we're getting new friends on Fortnite. Like, hey, like we were talking about on Discord, there are so many athletes and partners um, that are just playing games every single night almost together. Definitely. Definitely. And, you know, as I was saying earlier, you know, when we get on, um, there's times that some of my partners uh, from some of the uh, tournaments are like, hey, you want to play? You know, so it, it's it's pretty cool. I'm, yeah. I'm loving what we've done. Um, you know, it, we have. We've made it more of an inclusive environment. Um, yeah, we've, we've made a, a Special Olympics Texas esports community. Yes, we have. Is what we've made. And at the very beginning, I don't even know if the even the you know the ones that really wanted it, you know, the ones who sit on the committee and discuss it every single week. I don't even know if we saw this coming. No, I don't think we did. I thought it was just honestly, I thought it was going to be something that um, was going to pacify us for a little bit. Mm -hmm. I knew in my heart of heart that it could grow, but I didn't think that it would grow as big as it is and as fast as it's growing. Yeah. So, I mean, hey, if you have not checked out Special Olympics Texas Esports, checked out our website, uh, everything that we do, even our phone games that we have on a, on a biweekly basis now. If you haven't checked any of it out, get involved. Um, open arms here. We'll, we were taking anybody and everybody from anywhere. Um, I know there are some barriers that we have to, you know, have to jump over, but hey, we will work together to get over them just so you can be a part of this awesome community that that is growing uh, literally right under our noses here in Special Olympics, Texas. Definitely. Definitely. It's 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 really awesome to see. But esports, it's it's moving up and up, up and up and up. But I can't even talk today. I don't know what's <laughs> happening. Um, but it's we're moving up, it's gonna take over. Um, it's kind of already taking over. There's a huge community out there. Like I said, last week, I mean, two weeks ago or so, you know, we had a uh, we had about 50 people jump on board uh, for our Fortnite competition and join the esports movement. Yeah, that was pretty amazing. Yeah. But speaking of things that are growing. My donations for my team, the King's Royal Court for Polar Plunge. Got to wow. get a plug for our Polar Plunge out there. Now, wow. unfortunately. Can you say it full of myself? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, I don't even think I have anybody that's joined up. But, you know, <laughs> the only pledge that I'm going to get is the 60 that I'm putting in there so I can get my T-shirt. So there you go. <laughs> you get that T-shirt. But no, I was supposed to jump into the lake yesterday, but unfortunately, um, literally, you, you've heard people say, go jump in the lake. I was going to go jump in the lake uh, for my polar plunge, but I was shooting videos all day yesterday for, you know, for some training. But um, my son's friend was like, I, they had called, well, let me rephrase that. He was putting something on Snapchat and I seen their pool. Oh my gosh, you know what Snapchat is? Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, I do. So I, I I went on there and I seen the pool and I was like, you know what? So I called and I was like, hey, do y'all mind if I use your pool? Um, I, I need it by Sunday evening, latest uh, Monday uh, by five so I can get my video in. So I think instead of jumping in the lake that is right behind me, uh, 
the reason I won't jump in there is because I don't have a ladder to get back on my dock. So yeah. uh, <laughs> I think I'm going to go to the warehouse and jump in the pool. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I mean, talking about doing it, you know, um, or is it like in Illinois or up north? Oh, my goodness. Man. I can't even imagine. You said Alaska. Like, oh, my Dude, goodness. I, I mean, now that Tori said that, I could do I could do uh, Minnesota, you know? Yeah. I, I don't have to go to a lot. I mean, Alaska, that would be fun. That's one of those that, you know, once you get out of the water, you have to sit there for over an hour to thaw out. But it that's like a bucket list for me. And, oh, and it really? was before I even got, it was even before I became a part of Special Olympics. I've always wanted to do that. Really? Yeah. Wow. I'll go like Oklahoma. Is that far enough north? <laughs> like, I'd really like to do one like, on the beach in Miami, 85 degrees. That that's that's the ultimate goal there. I can understand. I now, when I first did my polar plunge here, I got, you know, it was fun, but I was disappointed because I was like, okay, it's kind of warm. I wonder because it's outside, are the water's gonna be cold? And then I seen everybody dumping bags after bags <laughs> after bags after bags of ice into the pool. And then when I finally got to slide down, I think the water was maybe 70 degrees. I'm like, no, it's not cold. <laughs> but it was a blast, though. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> it's a lot, a lot of fun. And like you said, if you didn't sign up for uh, the virtual polar plunge, hey, make sure you're just uh, watching those videos to get involved or just do it. Just do it yourself and post it on a uh, TikTok. We have a TikTok going around um for the virtual polar plunge and, and just get involved any way that you can get involved there are so many um fundraisers going out there a lot of ucs fundraisers uh school campus fundraisers so get involved in those but just be a part of it because it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun uh, and i can't wait for those videos to come out just to see how crazy some people are i know that's gonna be fun i just think <laughs> it's one of the craziest things that you can do um for a t-shirt but they're cool yeah. t-shirts but they're they're awesome. cool they're really it's for cool. a good cause for a good cause for an awesome t-shirt and for a great organization uh but i don't know if anything can top tim martin's snow video that was that was that was out there i wouldn't have done that yeah yeah that oh. was now yeah. you know that's kind of like tory going to minnesota here yeah in Texas, you know so yeah you know but yeah i'm, I'm just so afraid that i'm gonna be disappointed with the lake or the pool yeah. Uh, that's why I'm not doing the lake because I'm like, I'll jump in thinking it's going to be cold and it's going to be maybe 70 degrees, maybe 60 <laughs> if I'm lucky. So it'll be, it'll, it'll be down there. It'll still be a shock to the system. Okay. And Trey tried the pool. He, he stuck his toe in there. He was like, Dad, it's cold. I'm like, okay. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I'll be the judge of I'll that. I'll be the judge of that. Yeah. <laughs> but make sure you get involved in virtual polar plunge. And right now, we are in the middle of our Texas Mutual Takeover Week. Definitely, man. They have done it big out there. So, yeah. you know, um, big shout out to uh, Texas Mutual for for doing and participating in our takeover. Yep. 
Yep. Awesome stuff coming out there. Um, good workouts. I mean, really good workouts to, to get the body moving and, and hitting a lot of different, um, you know, body parts and, and different movements out there that we really need to start working on, but really, really good content out there. And it's going to go all the way through Saturday. So you're getting yes. a full six days of content from Texas mutual, um, this week of, of just really, really good videos. And again, we can't thank them enough for sending all that contact content in. Um, see, I'm just having a really yeah. tough time. Talking see, today. remember I told you all last week, remember I said, you heard it here that next week you all were going to have a very active uh, week as well as a lot of content from them. So definitely, you know, join in, have some fun. If you feel like you missed or you think you would have missed something, all you got to do is just go back uh, and look at it and enjoy. Yes. Yes. Such a good drink of water. Maybe that'll help me out to end the show here. Um, but yeah, jump on board, get involved any way that you can. Um, the Super Bowl again is coming up next week. Uh, we know we're not even next week. It's this weekend. This weekend. It's this weekend. You know, what am I thinking? I didn't, I didn't bring that up to AJ. You know, last week when we were talking about that, I was like, I was going to say it really depends on Kansas City's two linemen that uh, got injured, if they're back or not. But it looks like they're going to be out. Yep. And I'm not going to backpedal. I'm still I'm still <laughs> going to stay with Kansas City, but I think it's going to be a closer game than what I said because of the defense of um, the Bucks, um, their line being able to go ahead and uh, handle. You know the second string of the uh, Chiefs' yeah. offensive line. Yeah, be an interesting game. I know I'm going to be watching it. Uh, everybody else should be watching it too. Uh, but uh, I'm going for the Bucks. Going for the Bucks. Going for the Bucks. Let's see All what right. they let's see what they do. Let's see what Tom Brady can do. Anything else that we need to bring up before we uh, close it out? Well, you know, uh, not Virtual that I winter think. games are still going on. Perfect. Can't forget yes, about that. There you go. There you go. Definitely. Virtual winter games are still going on. Hopefully, you're getting those bowling scores up well or those skating times uh, faster and faster and faster every single week. Like I said, practice, 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 and then turn your best <laughs> score in. We want to see all this. We talk about practice. Yes, we have to talk about practice right okay. now. Okay, all right, we'll we talk to, about practice. Yeah, but you got to do it if you want to get in the playoffs. Playoffs. <laughs> all right, all right. See, Stop and it. and then Paxton is going to say, you know, this is what everybody uh, is going to say. They are who we thought they were. <laughs> they are going to beat us in powerlifting. They are who we planned for. So, <laughs> if we, all of you just would have practiced. <laughs> You would have beaten them. Uh, make sure you're checking out virtual winter games, getting those scores in. I'm seeing a lot of uh, stuff. I follow Cindy from Keller on Twitter, and she's posting bowling games almost every single day on her Twitter. So they're doing a lot of work up in Keller. So other See, regions, be scared. Be like I told you, like I told you, I am not getting a pie in the face. Oh, and for the update, we do have four people to represent each region. And, you know, one of them told me uh, from Houston, he was like, whether I win or lose, I may just take a pie in the face just because. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure it's a flavor that I like, though. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> Remember peanut butter. Yeah. 
There we go. Looking forward. We're having a lot of fun in Special Olympics, Texas, to start off 2021. We hope you're coming on the adventure of us of having fun. But a lot of cool things happening. Um, a lot of videos coming out. A lot of cool videos going to come out from Special Olympics, Texas. Remember, you got your Polar Plunge videos that are going to be coming out this month. Um, and then closing ceremonies coming out in March. And you could see an SOTX staff member um, get pied in the face. Could see. You're oh, going to yeah. see one of them. You're going to see one of them get a pie in the face. Oh, yeah. Um, for, but a lot of fun stuff happening. We hope you're coming on the adventure with us, like we said. Um, and just get involved any way that you can. Um, I think that's it. I think it is. I think it's it. All right. Well, thanks for joining us for this episode. Welcome to the revolution. We hope to catch you for the next one. Remember, stay active and let's all stay so connected. See ya. Thanks for hanging out with us. We hope you join us again on the next episode of The Revolution.